What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Tuesday, August 4th. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, a little bit to discuss here regarding the Tigers and some some postponed slash canceled ball games. But before I jump into the meat of what I want to talk about, I do want to address something that was brought up, an, a counter-argument to my, I wouldn't call it a rant, but my discussion, my discontent with Daniel Norris starting uh, the second game on Sunday as opposed to Casey Mize, who continues to just kind of hang out there in Toledo for the taxi squad. One thing that was brought to my attention was that the reason the Tigers didn't call up Mize was a safety thing. Obviously, COVID uh, continues to just tear apart the league and, and you know, the, this entire United States, and that in order to keep Casey Mize safe, they didn't call him up from the taxi squad. Okay, I don't believe that. Uh, I don't think that that was their rationale. But if it was, guys, they followed it up by calling up Daniel Norris. Like, if there's one guy on this team right now who is at serious risk, it would be him. This is a guy who already had COVID. He has a history of injuries. Not That's not his fault. You know, I think that he's a fine guy, but that's just the truth. Is a cancer survivor. Like, if there's, a, if there's any guy on this team that probably shouldn't be pitching or is at serious health risk, it would be Daniel Norris. So I don't buy that argument. I'm sorry. I've talked about this enough, so I'm just going to move on to uh, the, the main topics of today's show. Obviously, there is no baseball today. There was no baseball last night. A report came out this coming straight from the horse's mouth, straight from the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers' four-game series against the Cardinals, scheduled for Tuesday to Thursday at Comerica Park, has been postponed. Detroit will hold workouts at Comerica Park on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday before flying to Pittsburgh on Thursday evening. The Tigers are scheduled to continue the 2020 season on Friday at Pittsburgh. Well, that's the league we're living in right now. And and I, I've probably gone a few weeks without really talking about it because, you know, I've, I've tried to... You know, you know, put my head down and, and move forward. I, I've been happy to see baseball back, but it is undeniable that this thing has continued to be an issue. Uh, the the very playing of the season at all created a, a massive uh, health risk for these players. I, I, I never denied that. You know, with every day, I become less and less confident that they're going to finish this thing. And, and a lot of people are really mad at Major League Baseball and uh, mad at these teams. I just, I don't know if there was any way that they could have made this thing completely work. And, and to be honest, I think the canceling of certain games, that's kind of the best you can do at this point. If you want to break it down in terms of what this means for the team and their quote-unquote heavy air quotes here, playoff chances, I mean, the Cardinals are a good baseball team. Tigers would probably have lost several games to the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a good ball club, obviously won the division last year on the last day of the season, made it all the way to the NLCS before getting swept by the now world champion Washington Nationals. They have an ace in Jack Flaherty. They have a lineup with guys like Goldschmidt. I mean, that's that's a good team, and they, they probably would have beat up on the Tigers. The Pirates, not a very good ball club. And so, I mean, in a way, you could argue that this is a break for Detroit. They don't have to play one of the better opponents on their schedule I don't I don't really look at it that way it doesn't really matter I just kind of want to see them play but I completely understand why they're not you you got to make some sort of attempt 
to keep these guys relatively safe. And speaking of which, now that I've gotten all the Tiger stuff out of the way, no game to preview tonight, no game last night to talk about. I'm just going to talk about a few things that have been going on in Major League Baseball that uh, have intrigued me that I, I want to talk about, and that'll fill up both segments today. I'll start with the strange controversy surrounding one Yoenis Cespedes, former Detroit Tiger, played for the Tigers for half a season in 2015, was ultimately traded for Michael Fulmer, and went on to help carry the Mets to uh, the National League pennant that year, where they ultimately fell short against the Kansas City Royals, and he's struggled with, with injuries uh, since that year, I think he had a very good season in 2016, but after that uh, has really struggled to regain his footing coming off of injury this year and homered the opening day of the season. And then on Sunday, Mets had an afternoon game in Atlanta against the Braves, and Yoannis Cespedes was nowhere to be found. He didn't show up to the game, and attempts to reach him were unsuccessful. And right away, and this is the culture we live in, and I can speak on that completely coming as someone who... At, for a long time in his life, was probably the most impulsive person who ever lived, you saw a lot of tweets right away of people being like, LOL, those Mets, oh, here we go again, those silly Mets. And I refrained from that, one, because, you know, Twitter is a cesspool, but two, like, I in this day and age, to go, like, more than an hour without being able to even reach a person, let alone a public figure, someone in the public eye, that's potentially a serious problem. And I was genuinely worried about Yoannis Cespedes there for a second. And this is a guy who's been very mysterious, like his whole career, very quiet guy. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but last year had a strange injury where he broke both of his feet in a ranching accident, which led to two reactions. The first one being what? And the second one being Yoannis Cespedes owns a ranch? Now, there's a lot of conspiracy theories regarding what actually happened to, to him. I'm not going to entertain those. I, I take the story at face value. I do think he broke both his feet at his ranch. But he's always been kind of a mysterious player. A very talented player. Drove me a bit nuts in Detroit because I, I don't think his plate discipline was anything to write home about. But, you know, tremendous pop. A, a guy the Mets will need if they want to make a run in this season, assuming, of course, we finish this season. Not that it really matters. I mean, the Mets, say what you will about him. I, I, I tried to refrain from making the jokes because I was worried about the guy as a person and as a player, but the Mets are, are a mess. I mean, they went out and spent a billion dollars on a bullpen this offseason, and in, in that bullpen thus far with uh, Batances and Diaz and Lugo and all those guys has been uh, nothing short of a disaster so far in 2020, but it was it was worrisome there for a second. Now, ultimately what happened was, and I was thankful for this, Yoannis Cespedes opted out of the season. Uh, very strange, now that it's passed and we know that he is safe, uh, very strange not to reach out to your employer, very strange not to reach out for the Mets. He woke up, he packed his stuff, he left his hotel room, and he bolted and didn't get in contact with the Mets until several releases had been made saying, hey, dude, where are you? I have no problem with him opting out. I think the deeper we get into this, the more delays there are, the more guys come down with COVID, the more this is, is going to happen. We're going to see guys just bolt on the season. It was very strange that he didn't even feel a need to contact the Mets until their game was almost over. I think the, until their game was over on Sunday afternoon, but it was it was a strange story, and now that the dust has settled, I can say, yes, it was kind of typical Mets fashion, the fact that they had a guy who 
they put into their lineup on Sunday morning and was not on the team as of Sunday afternoon. So that will do it for segment one. When I come back, I'm going to talk about uh, an injured Shohei Otani. He's been sidelined in terms of pitching for four to six weeks. I'm going to talk about him as well as the uh, revolution that many people, not myself, but many people believe he may have been on the verge of starting with this two-way player uh, extravaganza that he's been attempting for the last several years. We will be right back. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. And we're back in the last segment. I teased that Shohei Otani had been sidelined as a pitcher for four to six weeks. For people who don't know, which I, I, I don't know what you've been doing. I don't know how you can call yourself a baseball fan. But several years ago, Shohei Otani signed out of Japan, had the nickname in Japan of the Japanese Babe Ruth, was an unbelievable hitter, was a pitcher with a fastball that reached triple digits and, and a nasty split finger as well, was the number one prospect in baseball, the second the Los Angeles Angels signed him following the 2017 season. In 2018, for the most part, lived up to the hype, pitched sparingly, injuries got in the way, but ended up hitting in 104 games, put up a 925 OPS with 22 home runs and 61 RBIs, one rookie of the year in 2018, but was sidelined with uh, some, some elbow injuries. And then in 2019, didn't pitch at all, but did hit, put together another really solid campaign in 106 games, 18 homers, 62 RBIs, and an 848 OPS. A remarkable hitter and, and a remarkable talent. And a lot of what I'm about to say in this segment is not a reflection on what I think about Shohei Otani as an entity, as a player, or not at all, as a person. I think he's a remarkable talent. But a lot of people believed that 2020 was going to be the year in which Shohei Otani was firmly going to start the two-way player revolution, a guy who had nasty stuff on the mound and was an incredible hitter at the plate. And two starts in, to say he'd been uh, abysmal as a pitcher, as a hitter he's been fine, but as a pitcher is uh, underselling it. Two starts so far in 2020, in his first one, he didn't record an out. Zero innings, three hits, five runs, all of them earned, three walks, zero strikeouts, obviously didn't record an out. And then on Sunday, started against the Astros, went one and two thirds, no hits, two runs, five walks, did strike out three. Uh, a disastrous start. And then yesterday, the Angels reported that Otani 
would be out four to six weeks. Let me read the official statement right here. Shohei Otani has been diagnosed with a grade one to two strain of the flexor pronator mass. I, I, I'm not a doctor here. I apologize if I screwed up that pronunciation. A general timetable for beginning a throwing progression following this injury is four to six weeks. He is traveling with the team to Seattle, and his status as a DH is day today. Look, I wish for the I wish the best for the guy because he's had a ton of pressure on him. I remember I went to a game in 2018 when the Tigers played the Angels and Otani pitched, and the media frenzy surrounding him was was otherworldly. I mean, he is a, a rock star in Japan. I mean, he, he has the potential to be a, a rock star here as well. With that said, I've never bought the idea that he was going to be able to succeed at both. Like, I, I, I thought if he did, it would be an unbelievable story and potentially change the game. But there's a reason why you don't see two-way players in baseball anymore. It's because being one is really, really difficult. This is not Babe Ruth, you know, slinging... 20 hot dogs and tossing back a dozen beers and then going out and pitching a 13 inning complete game shutout like times have changed and and you see this with pitchers like if you've ever watched like Clayton Kershaw's routine after a start or Verlander's routine after a start it's not like they just start a game and then they rest for four days and then they're back at it they start and then the next day they're doing stairs and then they're doing stretches then they're doing long toss it is a full preparation just to be a starting pitcher and to try to balance that with being a guy who's trying to be productive at the plate it's it's borderline impossible and that's not a knock on him because if anyone had the capability of doing it it would be him Shohei Otani is an unbelievable talent and has proved at the major league level that that he can hit the cover off the ball I mean you look at stuff like exit velocity this is a guy who's been one of the best hitters in baseball over the last two years, but I never really believed in the idea that this guy was going to start this two-way player revolution. I think it's a novelty thing, and look, had it have worked, yeah, you know, it could have changed the game. And because of that, I understand the hype. I understand why so many people were excited to see what he was capable of doing, but I I just don't think it's in the cards. And I, I, I it would be dope, but I don't think it's a feasible thing. I think the Angels, who are an organization that's done a lot of dumb stuff, but I think if they were smart, they would they would transition into making him just a hitter. And he could contribute so much as a hitter. The dude's lethal. I mean, in that lineup with Trout and Rendon and Poolholtz, who can still hit the occasional tank, like that's a legitimately solid lineup, one of the best in the American League. I think you you got to get to a point where you know you tried the experiment. It didn't completely work. That wasn't anybody's fault. It's just a really difficult thing to be a good two-way player and to stay healthy as a two-way player. The, the muscles that go into being a great pitcher are completely different than the muscles you need to be a great hitter. It's a rare, rare thing. Why do you think so many pitchers are terrible hitters? It's a completely different routine. So I wish him all the best. I wish him the best health. I hope he comes back strong. And hey, you know what? If he proves me wrong and ends up being an unbelievable pitcher at the major league level... I would be pleasantly surprised, and I think it could be a, an absolute game changer. Like I said, I just don't see it happening. So that that's just a few things throughout baseball that have intrigued me over the last several days. That's probably going to be the, the basis of conversation over the next several days on this show, just me finding things in baseball that have intrigued me and, and discussing them. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at 
Locked On Tigers. If you're feeling up to it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive five-star review for this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Look, uh, these are difficult circumstances. Uh, my situation is peachy compared to what a whole lot of other people have had to go through over these last several months, but I encourage you to to stay with this podcast and, and spread the word if you do enjoy it. Things have been pretty stressful lately, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can to push through it. So thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.